0: If you enjoy listening to the Mugget of Melbourne, join us for a special evening in Yerushalayim next Wednesday, July 6th, to celebrate the launch of Levy Cooper's new book, Relics for the Present, Volume 2. Levy, together with Amanda Dan, and Leah Rosenthal, will be discussing Is the Talmud Relevant? For more information and to book your tickets, visit www.pardes.org.il slash events. We look forward to welcoming you to our baby drush then. Market of Melbourne is brought to you by the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. For more online learning, visit elmad.pardes.org. This is Levi Cooper coming to you from Pardes in Jerusalem. Masechet Sofrim is one of the small tractates that is not included in the Mishnah, and Masechet Sofrim. Tells us different laws about reading the Torah, and about the prayer services. Amongst other things, Masechet Sofrim tells us that borchu, that short responsive prayer, that we say at certain times in Shacharit, in the morning prayer, and in Arvit, in the evening prayer, borchu requires a quorum, a minyan. Masechet Sofrim also mentions other things that require a quorum, but I'd like to talk now for a little bit about Baruchu. When do we say Baruchu? So we say Baruchu, as I've mentioned, in the evening prayer and in the morning prayer. We say Baruchu before reading the Torah, and in many congregations, we say Baruchu also at the end of the evening prayer and at the end of the morning prayer. What's the purpose of this baruchu responsive prayer? So baruchu, it seems, is like an invitation, inviting the community to be part of the blessing. In days of old, it was only the chazan, the cantor, the leader of the service who recited the prayers, and everybody else would listen, focus, and that way discharge their obligation. So before the chazan began reading Shema, for instance, the chazan would invite everybody present through by saying Baruchu to focus and be part of that prayer service. Similarly, when we read the Torah, even though there is one reader, nevertheless that reader is discharging the obligation of all those present. And therefore the reader begins by saying baruchu, inviting everybody to focus and listen and be part of the Torah reading. What about baruchu at the end of the service? Well, that's not really an invitation. That baruchu is specifically instituted for those who missed the earlier baruchu. And we're trying to help those people catch up. So we have a few different customs when it comes to this additional baruchu. There are some communities, like to the best of my knowledge, Chabad communities, they don't have that extra baruchu at the end of the service. Ashkenazim, they have the extra baruchu only on days when there's no kriyat torah, when there's no Torah reading, because the assumption is that if you missed. The first Baruch, at least you came to the service in time for the Torah reading and you heard the uh, the second Baruch that said over the Torah reading. But on days when there's no Torah reading if you miss the first barchu so we add an extra barchu at the end of the service. Sefardim and others who follow the kabbalistic tradition they take heart to the words the words of the Ari Rabbi Yitzchak Luria the famed 16th century kabbalist who spoke about the mystical valence of saying baruchu twice. And they have the additional baruchu at the end of the service, even on days of Torah reading. Who says this baruchu? So the tradition is that baruchu at the end of the service is normally given to someone who says kaddish. If the person saying kaddish, for instance, is under bar mitzvah, And therefore, can't lead the congregation, then someone else replaces the Kaddish sayer and leads the community in that additional end of service, Baruchu. In addition to these laws about Baruchu, Baruchu also has a particular mystical valence. The sages suggested that a person's soul doesn't fully return to his body after sleeping until that person answers baruch. Well, for those of us who find it difficult to get to a minyan, to come to Beit Knesset, to the shul, to pray with the congregation, or for those of us who chronically come late, not you, but you might have a friend who has that problem. So for such people, in, according to Jewish mysticism, their soul, it seems, wouldn't come back to their body fully. Well, that's not a very good situation to be in. So we find in a fascinating passage that the Chida, Rabbi Chaim Yosef David Azulai, suggested a replacement for those who missed Baruch He suggested saying, the following passage. Ama Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva said, Chaya Ahat omedet barakia. There is a certain creature or an angel that is in the sky. Ushma Yisrael. And that angel, that mystical creature's name, is Israel. Vechakuk al Mitzchah Yisrael. And on that creature's forehead is engraved. The name Israel. That creature stands in the middle of the firmament. That creature, that mystical creature, stands in the firmament and says the baruchu. And all the, all the legions up in the heavens respond. Baruch Hashem HaMavorach LeOlam VaEd the response, the classic response to the Baruch prayer. In this way, the Chidah suggests a way to say Baruch even when you don't have a full quorum. Now I notice that in sfaradi Sidurim, it has that passage. In certain sfaradi Sidurim, it has that passage printed. But I'm not really familiar with anyone who has that practice. Perhaps you know someone who has that practice to say this mystical description when that person misses, unfortunately, participating in the communal act of the responsive baruch. That's all for now. Until next time, to the Beit Midrash! The Mugget of Melbourne is brought to you by the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. For more online learning, visit almad.prodes.org.